Welcome to another episode of Orange Juice Optional. I'm here again with my anxiety-inducing friend, Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Wondering how I'm causing anxiety today. How you got that label today? How I got that label today. Yeah. Oh, it was the wedding episode because you and Katie had so many wonderful and valid points that since recording that episode, my mind has been spinning with ideas of seating charts, wedding planners, programs, all these little things that I've got to make sure those I's are dotted and those T's are crossed. So thanks a lot for that. (laughs) Sure, anytime. It's what I'm here for. On both ends. Yeah, Yeah, on both ends. The good positive that I'm thinking about it, but also it caused a little anxiety. So (laughs) I'm sure it did. And I don't take it personally because I realized that if if it hadn't been me (laughs) giving you the anxiety, it would have come from somewhere else because you're just at that point in the wedding planning where there's going to be a lot of anxiety. Right. I just wasn't expecting to feel that way after recording the podcast. But again, I'm so thankful to have that uh, fire under my ass right now (laughs) and getting me to do these things that I've been putting off. So anyhow, I am thankful for this anxiety because it makes me productive. Right. And you are in Texas right now, wrapping up some of the wedding plans, correct? I am. Yes. I've had in the last couple months, three flights scheduled. One was to go to Florida, one was to go to Alaska, and then this one to Texas. And this is the first flight that wasn't canceled. So (laughs) it feels meant to be to get here to do what I need to do. Right. And it feels like maybe our world is making a little progress in the COVID crisis. I think so. And that's another interesting fact. Also, since we recorded our last episode, I have received my shot and Rob and I got the Johnson and Johnson shot. So it's just one shot. So I'm well on my way into that two week period. Woohoo! As are you. Yes, because I got my second Moderna shot about a week ago. So yeah, I should have been about 80% protected before the second shot. And then in another week, I'll be about 95% protected with the second shot. And, you know, we should just take a brief minute to compare side effects. Did you have any side effects from your shot? When I first got the shot, when the needle was still in my arm, I'm like, this is taking forever. Just get it out of my arm. It really wasn't. It was probably only five seconds. But in the moment, it felt like that. And as soon as I pulled it out, my arm started to burn all the way down to my fingers. So I'm like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Hmm. And then in that 15 minute waiting room area, I started to get the metallic taste in my mouth, the 10 taste, which was kind of gross and kind of like cotton mouth. I hadn't even heard of that. It didn't last very long, just about a day. And then I felt fine up until that night at dinner. So like eight or nine hours later, I just got really lethargic, tired. I took a Tylenol, went to bed and woke up in the morning feeling like I didn't want to get out of bed. But once I did get out of bed, I was fine. So it really wasn't that bad for me. Uh, Rob did spike a fever in the middle of the night, but he's feeling much better now. Oh, good. How about for you? Well, you know, interestingly, when I had my first shot of Moderna, really no side effects. It was a painful shot. But, you know, for me, it's like, so what? You know, so it hurt. Second shot, the anticipation, because you have to wait a month to get, you know, 28 days to get the second shot. And the anticipation of hearing everyone else's experience with a second shot. And, you know, people saying, oh, I kicked my ass. Oh, I was in bed for four days. I felt like crap. And so (laughs) the anxiety leading up to the second shot was actually worse than the side effects I had with the second shot. You know, that kind of stuff usually doesn't bother me anyway. But I do have to say the first shot or the second shot, about eight or nine hours in, the I had it in my right arm because I'm left-handed. The entire right side of my body hurt from my toes to my eyeballs. Everything hurt. It was the weirdest thing because it wasn't like a headache type hurt. It was like a painful hurt. Like everything just hurt. And when my eyeball hurt, I thought, that is so weird. This is a pain 
that I've really never experienced. But it wasn't severe hurt. It was like on a scale of one to 10, maybe four or five hurt. You know, nothing serious, but it just hurt. And then did you just go to bed and then felt better when you woke up or did it last longer than that? No, by the time I woke up the next morning, I was fine. Well, and so then we had this big debate because the pharmacist who gave me the shot said, it's okay to take Tylenol, but don't take Advil or Aleve. So I popped two Tylenol right away after I got my second shot. So that maybe had curbed some of it. But then I kept taking Tylenol like every four hours I was taking Tylenol. And my son comes in about 12 hours in and goes, you're not supposed to take anything. You shouldn't take anything. It's like, oh, crap. Now what do I do? So I decided, well, now that I'm 12 hours in and I've already taken Tylenol, I'm just going to continue with my Tylenol regimen. So I think that probably helped curb some of it for me. But I don't know for sure. Second day, day after my shot. I felt pretty punky, but I didn't really realize that I felt punky until I woke up the next day and felt great. And it's like, oh, I really didn't feel very good yesterday. So that was kind of my experience. Right. You just kept pushing through that pain because you had the Tylenol in your system. And I'll just say, I did hear that about Tylenol that you are supposed to take in. So I was taking it also. Oh, you were. I got that advice on my end also. So there has to be something to it. Yeah. And I think it's just a matter of opinion on whether or not you should take the Tylenol. Advil was definitely, don't do it. I don't know why. I don't know why you're not supposed to take Advil, but they were very firm on that. Don't take Advil. So I didn't, but. And here we are. We survived it. We survived the shots and we are now free to move around the country. And I was going to say, now we're Vaxholes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because <laughs> yes. we're talking about it. We're talking about our experience. We're saying, we're, we're done. We have our vaccine. We're completely vaccinated. Yes. Yeah. And it was nice. I have to say with the Johnson & Johnson to get the one shot and not have to worry about scheduling that shot four weeks out because you don't know where you're going to be four weeks out. Well, and that's the problem I ran into. I was in a different location for my second shot. And yeah, it wasn't smooth sailing, easy to get the shot. Although here in Arizona, I have heard that the supply has met the demand. So even today, it's much easier to get your shot in Arizona um, and to get anything scheduled because they have enough supply now. So I think that was probably just a phenomenon of, you know, the first series of getting used to having the vaccine around. So now it's commonplace, but there you have it. Yeah, I'm so happy that that is behind me. I don't have to think about it or debate it or anything. It's just done. It's just what it is and moving forward. And it's so funny because I did find myself in Vegas again the night before we flew out. This time the flight took, so that was good. But it was so funny getting in the elevator. Someone got in and you know I had that experience a couple months back where the lady's like, no, don't get in my elevator. So I'm a little tentative. So I approached it with my mother-in-law and I'm like, is it okay if we get on the elevator with you? She's like, yeah, sure. And I said, we're vaccinated. So, you know, we should be good. (laughs) I did pull that out. And it just felt good to say that and not have to worry about it anymore. Well, and it brings to mind the newest phase of our COVID existence is reintroducing ourselves to society and now trying to get over that hurdle of saying, okay, just because I've come in contact with another human being does not mean I have put myself at risk for COVID because I'm fully vaccinated. And I think that takes a little bit of flipping your mental state about just the fear that we have been through the last year. All of a sudden it's like, oh, no, you don't need to worry now. It's kind of hard to believe. You know, those first experiences when you go out in public, it's like, whoa, can I really do this safely? And there is so much confusion in every different area, like different states. I know that I did cancel my birthday party or I didn't sign the contract for the venue because they were going to require us to stay seated in our seats. And if I was going to spend that much money and have people fly from both ends of the country. I wanted to be there and celebrate with them, being able to talk to them. So I don't know if I really call it canceled or just postponed, but the timing didn't seem right based on what's going on in Nevada right now. They have not lifted that restriction. But in Arizona, 
all restrictions have been lifted. And in Texas, I believe all restrictions have been lifted. Here's where I'm finding confusion. Like in the hotel I'm staying in in Galveston, they're requiring masks. However, you go to the hotel next door and they're not. They're like, nope, we're 100% open, no masks needed. So it's very confusing. And again, they're right next door as to what people want. If you walk in with no mask, people don't really say anything or they'll say, well, it's your choice. But if there's a note on the door, I want to follow it and be in compliance. So it's confusing. Well, and as a small business owner, it's confusing for me because, yes, the governor did lift all restrictions in the state of Arizona, which is great. But when you're a small business owner, that really puts the burden on you as the owner to decide, how do I handle this? What do I do? Do I let customers come in without masks? Do I strictly enforce a mask rule? So what I decided to do is I have my employees wear masks whenever customers are in the store. We have a sign on the door that says masks are required. But if someone comes in and they don't have a mask on, we're not going to kick them out. But we are very conscious of keeping our social distance and keeping our masks on. So at least we have some protection. And fortunately, I think all of my employees, except for maybe one, have been vaccinated. So I feel like we're a pretty safe environment. But it's hard for that burden to go from the state to the small business owners. Right. That transition is going to take a little bit of time. Yes. So everybody be patient. I know my mom was super annoyed because she was going into a grocery store in Lake Havasu. She had her mask on and somebody said to her, you know, masks aren't required anymore. You could take that off. And my mom felt so upset that somebody would say that to her just because my mom's like, I'm not an idiot. I know that I can not wear a mask, but this is what I choose to do. So she was indignant and not very happy about it. And I agree with her. I would have been indignant too. It's like, well, we all, yeah, we won't even go down that road again. We all know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's all personal choice. It is. It's personal choice and we're entitled to our personal choice. Right. And so now we're flying around the country. And as I said, I'm in Galveston, but I did have to fly into Houston. And let me tell you a little bit about that experience. Yes. Because I flew into George Bush, that airport. When you fly in for the wedding, if you haven't got your ticket yet, fly into Hobby if you can, because it cuts about 40 minutes off the drive, which I didn't know until I got here. That's really good to know. Yeah, very good to know because I haven't booked my ticket yet. So I'm going to do that. But I flew into the other airport in Houston and I had to rent a car. And I thought, how fun, you know, I'll rent a little sports car. We're in Texas. It's my myself and my friend Lisa. And then I had to drive in Houston traffic. And <laughs> I was terrified, terrified because I'm used uh-huh. to driving in Anchorage, Alaska or like Havasu City, Arizona. Not a whole lot of traffic there. And yes, my fingers were like glued to the steering oh. wheel. And I just wish I had a Suburban at that point. But we did make it to Galveston safely. And thank then goodness. we started, yeah, thank goodness, we started taking those steps towards the wedding planning. Yay. Yeah. So Eva came in that night. We had a lovely dinner. And then the next day, which was yesterday, we went over to the reception venue. And it's beautiful. The space where they're actually doing the reception is like this glass solarium. It's beautiful. It's very romantic. It's everything that she said in the podcast. And so I was just so excited to see it and to see the gardens around it. And I know what the appeal of that was. So she did a very good job, her and Jimmy, picking out the reception venue. And then we went and met with the florist, which, you know, I don't know much about flowers except what I like. And this is Eva's wedding. And so she had the design in mind. We wanted to go pick out the lanterns or that they were going to make the centerpieces with and kind of see a mock centerpiece. And they're beautiful. Well, then, of course, I have my friend Lisa with me and she's planned a lot of events. So she starts bringing up all these things to think about also. And all I could hear was cha-ching. As now we have different linens than we had going in there. We have like everything has kind of been leveled up a little bit. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, it's not a big shift up, but every little shift up, we're going to find it everywhere is going to be just that little bit more. (laughs) 
Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, because you can't have this beautiful wedding reception with like this romantic feel and glow and white tablecloths, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. So you went with a different color tablecloth. Is that what you decided to do? We did. We went with this like beautiful blush color. Oh, that'll be lovely. And then we got the the chargers instead of just having the plates on the tablecloth. There's the chargers there, which added a whole nother level of something. And Lisa's eye is good. I, I'm just happy both you and Lisa aren't here because cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching would become cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think regardless of what you end up with, it would be incredible because the way Eva described the venue it does sound beautiful. I just can't wait to see it. But I'm kind of glad that Lisa is there with you to bring in those special touches that are just going to make it so much nicer. Right. No, it's going to be brilliant and beautiful and everything that even Jimmy want as a couple. And then of course that spreads out to the family and friends and everything too. So it'll be a very fun night. I saw, you know, how the, the tent, because we rented a tent, how it all is going to come together. And I'm not a visual person, so I'm still having a little bit of trouble, but at least I have an idea of what it looks like. Yay. I think that's great. Yes. But I am trying to be aware of the budget. And you know what I've decided? And I decided this a long time ago, but I've always hated this word and planning the wedding. It's just been reinforced. That ugly B word, budget. I hate working within a budget. Yep. Me too. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing. I know. And I usually don't work within a budget. I always think, okay, so in general, so we'll just step off the wedding budget conversation for a minute. So when you're re redecorating, like say you want to redo your kitchen or doing a remodel and you, you have the contractor, you have the designer come in and their first question is always, and it should be, so what's your budget? I always think, okay, well, if I'm putting my budget out there, then it may not give me the opportunity to see all the options that I want, which a responsible designer would definitely have a budget to start with. But for example, a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago, I had a budget to remodel my kitchen and they came in about probably 20% over my budget. And I had given them the budget. They came in 20% over my budget. And, but they had made some changes that, you know, I said, let's keep the footprint the same. But they didn't. They moved walls. They changed plumbing. And it's like, wait, what happened to keeping the footprint the same? I said, I want to stay, you know, within 10% of my budget. And so then they cheapened the product. You know, they said, well, we're going to put in less expensive cabinets. We're going to give you a less expensive countertop. And it's like, no, 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 no. Don't cut out the quality of the product in favor of the labor. Let's cut the labor and keep the quality of the product. So I have an issue with a budget. Yeah, they're hard, especially in big projects like that, because I don't know about you, but I do watch a lot of those shows on HGTV, like Flip and Flop and the Love It or List It. And there's always an issue. There is always an issue. So you give the budget. This is a budget we're aiming for. So we redid our kitchen about five years ago and we were 30% over budget, but that's because everything they did, they found a problem. Like they ripped up the flooring and they're like, you're so lucky your house hasn't caught on fire because of the way they laid the flooring because we have that in-floor heat. You have to redo your whole heating system. So <laughs> that was a huge chunk we weren't even expecting. And then, yeah, all the little things like, well, it would make sense to do this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And every remodel project, we have ended up 30% over budget. And I did not factor it in because I was very confident at that time that their numbers were going to hit and they never did. They right. never and landed they, on the target. And they never do. And as a designer, I know that. I know that if you give, say, a $50,000 budget, you can count on that being a $60,000 project. I mean, it's a 20% over budget almost inevitably because of the surprises, because of the things you don't know about that are hidden. And when you start ripping things out to replace things, 
you always find issues. So I always give my clients that information. So, you know, if you seriously only want to spend $50,000, then you better say your budget's about 40000 You know, when you're pushing forward in a project, you need to go in saying 40000 if you don't want to go over 50000 I used to laugh at those shows like, oh, yeah, okay, come on. Come yeah. On. But no, it's true. It is true. It's true. It's true. But my problem is when you give a firm budget that they will choose in favor of labor versus quality of product. And it's very hard as a homeowner or anyone with a budget to stay firm with, okay, I want a high quality product, less labor. You know, so instead of moving that wall, let's put in a higher quality cabinet that's going to last longer, that's going to look better. Instead of putting something in there, let's leave it where it's at and just put in a higher quality appliance. Right. Because if you're happy with the footprint, then that's your decision. It's not theirs to make without you. Right. And it's hard because the contractor, the designer creating the new design is used to getting it done their way. And they know how to try to talk you out of what you want. That being said, that same kitchen remodel that I did, and this was in my home, I had found this beautiful backsplash tile. And for backsplash, it's always nice because because it's usually backsplash is a smaller area. You can get a really nice backsplash, a lot of bang for your buck. So I picked this gorgeous, very expensive backsplash tile. And they ordered it for me. And then they got a notice from the manufacturer that it's a terrible tile to put in a backsplash because it actually, one of the layers of glaze had copper in it. So it would patina over time. And so they came back to me and they said, you know, we got to pick a different tile. This is not good for backsplash. And I, I held firm. It's like, no, no, I want this tile. I love this tile. And I'm not going to compromise on my tile. Well, that was the stupidest move I ever made because it did have copper in it and it did patina and it looked like crap after a few years. And so I ended up having to replace that backsplash tile. So I guess it's a balance. So tell, let's go back to the wedding. Sorry, I, I always get way off topic. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that I was just going, that was just my lead into budgets in general, because, you know, I'm married to an accountant and budgets are big in his life. I mean, he he is very good with finances and he likes the idea of budgets. I have to turn in my receipts so he can, you know, make sure everything's on the credit card. So he's very good with finances. And yeah, the freedom of not having a budget is not something he believes. (laughs) And so we've had all these um, things over the years where he would say to me, like, Michelle, you know, there's only so much money to go around. So if you want to spend more money in this area, it has to come from somewhere. It, It has to come from another area of the budget. That's how you get a budget to balance. And I'm like, okay, you know, not really taking it very seriously. Right. And about three years ago, we came up with a way to help me become more accountable and think about money. And it really has worked. And I know it wasn't a popular idea for many of my friends are like, oh, no, don't do that to yourself. And I'm like, no, I'm going to. I thought it was a brilliant idea, just for the record. Oh, well, good. I'm happy you did. I had other people say, no, don't limit yourself. But um, Rob and I decided to do an experiment And we are still doing it because it's been successful. And it really has helped me think about how I spend money. But at the beginning of each month, I get an allowance. I don't know if that's the right word, but I get money put into my checking account. And it's my money to decide how I want to spend it. If I want to go out to dinner or drinks with my friends, it comes out of my budget. Anything that has to do with um, hair manicures, pedicures, facials, anything like that comes out of my budget. And I have to pick and choose. And you know what I found? I like picking and choosing. I like making those decisions and looking at the bigger picture. And I think it's made me a little bit more responsible and understanding of where he's coming from on a much smaller scale, of course, because I mean, that's his job also. But it has made me think a little bit more about where I spend money and how I spend money. And I saw the freedom it created for you when you started that experiment, it was, it was a great solution to, I don't know if issues is the right word to use it, but 
the issues you were having with your budget, it was a great solution. And I think probably it's just that word allowance that probably gives people heartburn because it's kind of an old fashioned term. So we need a new word for allowance, basically, because it was such a great solution for you. Yeah, no, it really was because he doesn't question me. He's like, no, that's the money you have. So do with it what you want. And so it's not like I come home after having lunch with friends and I give him the receipt to enter into the computer because that's what he does. And him saying, why'd you go to lunch again? Like you always go to lunch. And even if I only go to lunch twice a month, it would be like, you always go to lunch and twice a month. Okay. Is an exaggeration because it would be more like twice a week. He would probably say, but, um, Now that's gone because he's like, if it's in your budget, do it. And I'm finding I'm saving also. Like I have a savings built up on my own (laughs) because I like to see the number rising. So I get why a budget is important to him. Well, it's important just, you know, for finances, but also that other aspect of watching the savings rise and, you know, making those choices. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another word other than allowance we've got to think of. Right. And I don't know what that is. And I know it's just semantics, but really, I think when someone puts it out there that they get an allowance every month, I could see where it would make some people cringe. But I think the most important part is that you found a solution that works great for you. Right. And I do want to put out there also that that's money for all of the things I want to do. That is not the family budget. There is, you know, groceries, everything else shared meals out, travel, everything else comes from that budget, the the family budget, but this one's the one I'm picking and choosing about. So let me just put that out there too. And Rob is a very generous person and he'll buy me gifts here and there, which I really appreciate. And yeah, it just works really well for us. And it just takes that whole pressure off feeling like questioned about what I do, even though it wasn't a big deal. It was just, just think about it, Michelle. Just think about what you're doing. And now I do. Like I said, I can't say it enough. It it just works so good for you. It it does. And would you want one though? (laughs) I already know the answer. No, the budget thing just wouldn't work for me. It's not in me. (laughs) I, I spend what I spend. But you know, I'm not, I am not one of those people who... When I say I spend what I spend, I don't think about budget. And my husband is very good with finances as well. But in general, I'm really good with finances too. And I keep a mental record of what I spend and how we spend it and where it goes. And like, (laughs) I can do something really extravagant, but my level of extravagant isn't someone else's level of extravagant. You know what I'm saying? I do. I, I understand what you're you're saying and that's true. So And I know where my priorities are. I know where I like to spend my money. And yeah, the the system that Jeff and I don't have <laughs> works for us. It really works for us. It works well for us. And that being said, is our budget is loose. <laughs> so yeah, no, if that works for you absolutely do it. You've got to find that balance within your own family as to what works. So that's a good thing. Exactly. While you were talking about that, I actually went on thesaurus.com and put in the word budget to see if we could come up with a better word for allowance. It was allowance, right? Yeah. Or budget. It was budget. I looked up budget, but we were talking about a better word for allowance. I think it did the trick just looking up budget. But here's another word that I think would work allocation. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Yes. It just sounds more grown up. So much better. Yep. Something I can definitely work with. Yeah. So now we'll say allocation. Yes. Yeah. My monthly allocation. I like it. See, we're solving problems in this world (laughs) or not really problems. We're just, what, what would I say? Not problems in this world. I would say we are classing up our game. Growing up? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. It's just a, just a fun way way to look at it. So yeah, that's kind of what we, we do there. And yeah, the, the budget uh, for the wedding, it really isn't out of control or anything. Jimmy and Eva are both very, very mindful of what's going on and having me here 
I'm the one upping it. I'm the one saying, no, it's okay. You could do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Rob probably won't be very thrilled about that. But, you know, he is thrilled because he's making people happy and he likes to do that. <laughs> and that's what matters, really. Well, now that we've kind of like exhausted the whole thing on budgets for right now, I mean, I'm sure there's other roads we could go down with that. I'm going to jump back into wedding things and just some things I'm finding very interesting here into this area. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the hotel that I've selected for our guests mm-hmm. is a nice hotel. But that could the pictures looked a little bit. <laughs> what did you say? I said because I already made my reservation, but I'll cancel it if you have changed your mind. Now no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change my mind on location because I'm too far married to this whole hotel. But had I been able to travel, like I probably would have ahead of time, had it not been COVID, I probably would have selected another one. But it is a nice hotel. Oh, good. I haven't had anyone in to clean my room yet because I don't know that they're doing that yet, which is a Hilton. And that surprises me. Right. Like I I was very um, stressed out when I came back to my room yesterday after being gone all day and the bed not being made because I make my bed every single morning. And had I known it's not a big deal, I would have just made it. But I I thought they were going to come in and make it. So I didn't. And I walked into the room and I'm like pulling my hair out of my head like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But. Yeah, I would have maybe explored the options more had I been able to come down here and do like a walkthrough. But it's a beautiful property. It's right across the street from the ocean. And it just has a very beachy feel to it. It has a really cool pool with a pool bar. There's lots of nice restaurants within walking distance. Oh, and I found this in Galveston too, which I absolutely had no idea. They have an area in town called The Strand. And it resembles... New Orleans. Oh, really? Oh, that's fun. There's Market and there's Ball and there's all these different streets that I know they have in New Orleans too. And it just has that really fun vibe to it also down in that area. Oh, good. That's something to look forward to. That'll be great. It's really a unique place. And I can see why they they chose this as their wedding location. And I think everybody will have a great time. And down the street from the hotel, there's also like this, uh, I think it's called Paradise Pier, or maybe not, maybe that's what it's called at Disneyland. But there's a pier down there that has this big amusement park there. Not huge, but like a little carnival. I go from big amusement park to little car, <laughs> but it, you know, it's got a Ferris wheel that looks out over the ocean and a couple other rides and it has games and stuff. And uh, it just looks like a lot of fun. Oh, good. Yeah. It's going to be great. But I do have to say back to what you, where you started with this is I think that's probably the most challenging part of planning a destination wedding, especially if you've not been to the location before, because yeah, when you pick things online, you're not necessarily seeing what you're actually getting. And it's always better to touch and feel. So it doesn't surprise me that when you got there, you looked at it and thought, oh, had I been here, I maybe would have gone this direction with the hotel. But I'm sure this one will be great and we'll have a great time. Yeah. You know, they must have used a little bit of photography magic when they were taking pictures of the room, or maybe it was a remodeled room. I don't know. It's just what I was thinking it was and what it actually is, is a little bit different. And it was so funny, the shower in this room, I swear, the shower head is not attached to (laughs) the wall anymore. And when I turn it on, it like jumps out and it scares me every time. Like um, I'm going to cause some major issue (laughs) with the water. But anyhow, there, there is a bar here. And again, there's places to eat close by, including an IHOP, Suzanne. I imagine you'll be there at the IHOP. Yeah, probably not. I don't think I've ever eaten at an IHOP, frankly. No, and there's a Rainforest Cafe right next door too, which would be fun for photos and a drink, but I probably wouldn't choose to eat there. No, (laughs) but that's okay. Well, whatever we find will be great. At the Rainforest Cafe, I just really want to get a picture of you standing next to that gorilla that beats its chest, (laughs) if they have one. Yeah, okay. Well, so I have a little story to tell you about um, Rainforest cafe, way off topic. But first time Jeff and I ever went to Las Vegas, 
we met some friends in Las Vegas. So this was probably, our kids were really little. So, you know, probably 25 years ago. So we didn't know Las Vegas at all. Jeff's mom met us in Las Vegas and she'd been to Las Vegas a thousand times. And so she was more than willing to show us around. And the friends we met, I, I don't know how much time they had actually spent in Las Vegas too. But anyway, she kept telling us about this great restaurant that we needed to go to. And she was describing, you know, it has live animals and it it's like you're eating in a jungle. And she was describing it. And Jeff kept saying, you know, maybe we should get reservations. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. And I was skeptical. I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, really? Live jungle. We're going to sit in a restaurant with animals around us. I'm not sure. And then she said, it's walking distance from our hotel. So if we don't like it, we can just turn around and eat somewhere else. So then I'm like, okay, we're, we're on board. We set out walking and we walked and we walked. And she said, oh, I think it's just right around the corner. So now this is 25 years ago. So we don't have a GPS to get us there. This is walking on her memory. Well, I don't know if you're familiar enough with Las Vegas to know where that Las Vegas Hilton is in relationship to the main strip. Yeah, because wasn't Rainforest uh, Cafe at MGM like at the end of the strip, the other end of the strip? 25 years ago, it was not. 25 years ago... There was a rainforest cafe in the Las Vegas Hilton, which is way off the strip. If I remember right, I could. Yes, you are right. You are correct. It is. Right. And turns out, and I couldn't even tell you how many miles we walked where she would say, oh, it's just right around the corner. We'll get there soon. <laughs> and so by the time we got to the Las Vegas Hilton that we walked to from the Mirage, Oh my gosh. So I was pissed. Jeff was pissed. The friends we were with were pissed. And we kept saying, maybe we should turn around. And she'd say, no, 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 it's right around the corner and it's worth it. It's such a cool place. And she had built this rainforest cafe up into a, it's a live rainforest with live animals. <laughs> so you're eating in the rainforest with these animals. It's so worth it. And when we got to it and a tree started talking to us, it was truly the worst experience of our lives because especially for Jeff, because he truly thought, and coming from Alaska, there are restaurants in this world that you never hear about. You don't know about chain restaurants because we're in Alaska, we're isolated. And so restaurants like the Rainforest Cafe, if someone tells us it's a real rainforest, that's what you expect. And, you know, we sat down at our table and this tree started talking to us and it opened its eyes. And, you know, within 30 seconds, we knew. <laughs> you were in trouble. Yeah, that we maybe weren't going to see live animals. We were going to see animated animals. And the gorilla made me think of that story. because Oh, that is so funny. And yeah. your story has made me think of a couple of things here in Galveston also. Just first of all, on the water, ton of birds. So not a fan, not no. a huge fan. Lisa and I went walking this morning and I swear, I'm like, if one of those poop on me, I'm going to be so mad. And then yesterday, Eva was talking about a place here in Galveston called the Moody Gardens. And she asked if we saw, I thought, I think she said pyramids on the way in. I'm like, no, I didn't see that. Now, Eva, she wants to be a veterinarian. So she's very comfortable. She works with all sorts of animals. So she's very comfortable with animals. And she starts talking about one of these pyramids that is like a rainforest or like that setting. And she looks at me, she goes, yeah, yeah, you might, you might not like it because there are a lot of birds in there. Like, <laughs> birds, like real birds flying around in there. I said, no, no, I'm not going there. And she goes, there's also monkeys. And I'm like, fake monkeys, right? She's like, no, real monkeys. And I'm Whoa. like, in cages, right? She goes, no, they just run around. And I'm like, oh, hell no. No. Birds and monkeys, no. Never. They're unpredictable. Yeah. Well, and I'm with you on that. I, you know, I don't have an issue with birds, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be into that either. It's like, hell no. Because you know, the monkey would find you and like run up your arm and be sitting on your shoulder or something. Right. I, and do you know how upset I would be if that happened to me? I would be like, get this thing off of me now. 
as soon as you possibly can. Although we went to Gibraltar, where they have monkeys that roam free. And it was thrilling for Jeff to see these monkeys. And i they're not really monkeys. What were they? Orangutans? What were those creatures? No, they were monkeys. I can't remember what they called, like the right. rhesus monkeys, but I think that is something different. They, they were monkeys. Yeah, it was really thrilling. And we... It was cool because they had the baby ones and then the bigger ones. And, and Jeff, Jeff was, it was one of those dream trips for Jeff because he loved the monkeys. And I wasn't really bothered by them. You know, none of them really approached me. They approached Jeff or Jeff approached them and they were friendly monkeys. But yeah, in an enclosed space, never in a million years. Right. Yeah. For me either. So maybe when Jeff comes to the wedding, him and Rob or him and JC or someone can go and visit the monkeys and the birds and that, and then come back and tell us how cool it is. Cause that's all I need. Yep. Jeff would love that. And that's all I need too. Yeah. Speaking of Jeff, you sent me something yesterday that's kind of exciting in his world. Does he know about it? Can we talk about it? Well, it well okay. Well, we can talk about it because I don't think he knows what podcasts are. So he doesn't listen to our podcasts. I mean, I, I have in general told him about our podcast and he's he's all for it, but he just doesn't think in terms of podcasts. So he doesn't like get on and look for a podcast to listen to. So I think we can safely talk about this. Okay. Well, if you prefer to delay it for another day, we can, but if you want to share it, you can. I, I know I'm in. So I went into my store yesterday and one of the women who works for me, who's you know, she's about a little bit younger than me, but she's not one of the really young girls. She's, you know, maybe 10 years younger than me. So probably your age. And she says, hey, my husband and I just got tickets to Justin Bieber. <laughs> and I think my reaction shocked everyone in the store at the moment because it's like, <gasps> did you scream like a I did? I did. And she <laughs> said, kidding. no, I did. I said, are you kidding me? And I said, how did you find out about it? And I mean, I just went off and she's like, so you like Justin Bieber? And I was like, no, I hate Justin Bieber. <laughs> but my husband is Justin Bieber's biggest fan. And, you know, and my, yeah, my husband's in his sixties and he loves Justin Bieber. And with good reason, because Justin Bieber is one of the most talented artists on earth right now. He's just, he's so gifted. So, but the reason I'm not a big fan of Justin Bieber is because Jeff loves Justin Bieber so much. We listen to his music all the time. If it were up to Jeff, it would, we would listen to it 24 hours a day and he might listen to it 24 hours a day in his headphones. So when I heard that Justin Bieber had rescheduled his concert that he had to cancel because of COVID, I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to get tickets. I mean, I just went off. And so I got online and there were two VIP tickets left, fifth row on the floor, Justin Bieber with VIP access. Meaning you get to meet him and get a group photo, right? Yep. Meet him, get a group photo, VIP entrance, wow. VIP parking. We get the fan, you know, the souvenir stuff. We get t-shirts. And my friend, Stephanie, who was at the store, you know, she said she and her husband are also going. That's how I found out about it. And she said, we should all get matching T-shirts. And I said, oh, but my husband already has a Justin Bieber T-shirt, thanks to my friend, Michelle, because <laughs> they gave him one. And he loves his Justin Bieber T-shirt. So Yes, you're welcome for that, Suzanne. Yes, that is from... <laughs> from you. And it's Jeff's favorite t-shirt. And so I said, we'll have to get three Justin Bieber's because Jeff will probably wear his current Justin Bieber t-shirt that he has. But it was one of those most thrilling things to do yesterday because I was like, okay, I'm going to get online. I'm going to see if I can get tickets. And then there are these two tickets that pop up in row five. And it's like, how could I be so lucky that I can actually still get tickets when they released them the day before yesterday? And I thought the concert, but I don't think that they advertised that he was rescheduling. I think they just kind of put it out there. Yeah. And this is bucket list for Jeff. I mean, this is going to be the highlight of his year. Yes, it will. And you get to give him this gift. Now, is it in Phoenix? It is in Phoenix. 
Okay, that's awesome. And when is it? It's June 5th. Okay, and when are you going to tell him about it? Are you going to tell him like while you're here? I mean, don't steal the thunder at the wedding, but sometime that weekend, will you tell him so I could see his expression? I think my son and I talked about this extensively, as did my daughter and I talked about this extensively, because here's the deal, is if we don't tell about him about it and he gets wind of the Justin Bieber concert at the Glendale Stadium, he will probably buy tickets himself because that's what he did when the concert was canceled before COVID. He went and bought tickets and he said, hey, I have tickets. And I don't think they were in Glendale. I think he got them in like either Las Vegas or maybe Chicago, but he got tickets and then they canceled the the concert. So I were afraid that he will, will probably buy his own tickets if we don't tell him. He probably has already bought them and just hasn't broke the news to you. Well, yet. no, he would have told me. And the reason I'm confident that he doesn't know about the concert yet is because he happened to go on a road trip with a, his friend Bob and they went to look at some remote properties in Colorado. So I know he's on the road. I know he doesn't have good phone or internet service while he's looking at these properties. So I know that he doesn't know about this yet. Oh, well, that's so exciting. So when are you going to tell him? And will you videotape it? Oh, we do something so we can be a part of it. Like this is so exciting because I know how much it means to Jeff. I'm so excited for him. It is truly thrilling. And, you know, one of the girls who works at my store, um, you know, she's like 26 years old and she has met my husband. And she just couldn't get over it. She was dumbfounded that my husband could be such a fan of Justin Bieber. And I tried to explain to her my husband's gift for music because he is extremely talented himself, even though when you look at him, you wouldn't know that he was a gifted singer or musician, but he is. And so he really, truly appreciates talent. And it doesn't matter who it is. You know, he's a fan of Post Malone. He thinks Post Malone is one of the most gifted musicians out there. Ariana Grande loves Ariana Grande. Maroon 5. And you would never expect it because he's in his 60s. He's a businessman. He's very conservative. But yeah, his taste in music is very eclectic. Hard to explain to a 26-year-old girl the complexity of my husband. (laughs) Right. No, this is really, I am so excited for him because you are going to make his day. Like you've made a lot of his days. You've given him three kids. You know, you guys have built this life together, but this is going to be pretty big. And if you were on an allocation, you probably just got free budget. Like if you had been on an allocation, you'd get a bonus, I think, for that one. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say it's a good thing I don't have allocation because, yeah, this was not cheap. This was not an inexpensive surprise. And it doesn't matter to me. There are certain things where the cost just doesn't matter. And this was one of them. I can honestly say I have never spent this amount of money on anything impulsively like this ever in my entire life. But I just hit purchase and I did it. It was done and it's going to be worth every penny. Right. And it was so meant to be. It's a bucket list thing. There were two seats. I mean, it just feels like it all fell in like it's supposed to. And it didn't really give you time to think about it because it probably only held the tickets for like 10 minutes. So you just jumped on it and did it. So exactly. I'm really excited for both of you. And and no budget involved there. None whatsoever. Right. Good thing. Yeah. Those There are those things in life that you don't get the moments back. So yeah, celebrate it. You guys, You guys have both worked hard. So celebrate. And that being said, again, and you can tell how much COVID has impacted my life because I keep going back to our COVID experiences, which everyone has. Everyone on earth has these COVID experiences. But I think what Jeff and I have come away with is, you know, life is just too short to worry about certain things. And we have to figure out how to enjoy life to the best of our ability. Right. I mean, hopefully it doesn't happen again, but you, you never know what the future holds. So yeah, embrace the moment. Viva, what 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 are those words uh, like? Viva Las Vegas, you mean? <laughs> that's what I was going to say, but v- there's something yeah, like seize, uh, the, seize day. the day, seize, seize the day, yeah. but 
isn't there a Latin version or something of that too? Well, Tempest, Tempest Fugis. It's Tempest Fugis, I think, in Latin. My dad used to always say that. Tempest Fugis. Well, I'll just say seize the day because it's easier to remember. Yeah. And to say. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't forget it. So, well, wow, this is been a big episode. We've gone from COVID shots to Justin Bieber. And now I'm walking away just like this buzz of excitement, just talking about Jeff and getting to see Bieber. (laughs) I know. It really is thrilling. It was the most thrilling part of my, not just week, but so far in 2021, it's the most thrilling part of 2021 so far. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to revisit this in a future episode to see how the surprise went and also how the concert goes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Don't be knocking over any 16-year-olds next to you. Remember, they're loud. So if one screams in your ear, just ignore it. It's okay for that little bit of time. And that being said, we'll just take a quick flashback to when Jeff and I went to a Katy Perry concert. And that was probably eight, 10 years ago. And we were by far the oldest people in the sold out arena. And you become a little self-conscious what, you know, of your age when you're surrounded by 12, 13, 14 year old girls. And I have a feeling when we're on the floor <laughs> with Justin Bieber right in front of us, because we're in row five, and we're surrounded by, you know, 20, 22 year old Justin Bieber fans. I'm going to feel a little self-conscious, but It'll be worth it. Oh, again, seize the day, embrace the moment and just enjoy life. Oh, I am so excited for both of you. Well, more excited for Jeff, but I know you're going to be supportive on that day and not grouchy, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, with all that shared, I guess we better get going. Wrap it up. Cheers, everybody. Yeah, wrap it up, Suzanne. Uh, Yeah, on a high note. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Orange Juice Optional. What many of you wouldn't know is that this podcast has been a shared vision of ours for many years. And knowing what we know now, I can't believe we've waited so long to make our vision a reality. Right? I really think the hesitation on our part came from all the unknowns of podcasting. The biggest unknown being the toughest one. Where do we begin? That's when we found Podigy and Riley. And you know, if we had Godsend music, I'd cue it right now. Riley is a know-everything-about-podcasting kind of guy, and the best part for us was that he was so nice and down-to-earth about everything. And by everything, I mean he answered so many questions, he gave so much reassurance, and he offered advice on things we hadn't even considered. Initially, Podigy helped us choose our recording equipment, find our music, create our artwork, and set up our templates for recording. And seriously, how many Zoom calls did setting up the templates take? Probably too many to count because we are a technology challenge. But the best part of each one of those calls was the reassuring voice on the other end. I love that about Podigy. Now that our podcast setup is complete and things are running a bit smoother, knock on wood, Podigy is going to edit each upcoming episode, do our show notes, and get our show out there for the listeners. Their help takes so much off our plate that all we really need to worry about is our friendship, next week's topic, and if it's an orange juice needed kind of day. So if you're interested in podcasting, please don't let the unknown stop you. Please check out Riley at podigy.co. That's P-O-D-I-G-Y dot C-O. They have packages available based on each show's individual needs. Thanks again, Podigy. Our next toast is for you. Cheers. Cheers.